Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. ready to log into shit it's bad yep. i want to say because um i know people are listening now <laughs> steve was being a hater because i got that new iphone that new watch <laughs> he was hating them on me a little bit <laughs> and he forgets the cardinal rule when the team's winning we're all winning okay? i don't see how on that one <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't have a fucking iPhone in my hand. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> that shit was funny. And you know the sad thing was? And I wasn't, just for the audience, I was not flexing on Steve. And Steve was not actually upset. <laughs> but um, I was I was at the phone in my hand, and my wife's right there, and I go, hey, babe, watch Steve going to talk shit, watch. I'm going to tell him I got that phone. But it's because the way I send it. It's a flex photo. <laughs> A hundred percent. Like I took a picture of the phone with my <laughs> wife's phone and I was like, swung by Verizon, no big deal. <laughs> this motherfucker sends me what was it, a gif of some chick going and put whatever pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <Just eye> roll. <laughs> I was laughing. I sent that at Verizon. I was laughing so fucking hard, dude. And when I saw that I was just like good. No, I've got to send a gift. <laughs> right, you have to. You have to. And then I did it the uh, the next day with the watch. And I feel like you were legit like this bitch <laughs> the next day. <laughs> well, it was like you're like going, yeah, you know, I didn't realize. I was like going, oh, he's going to get one. And then like the like the next day, it was like, I got that. I, I didn't like, even oh. say cop the watch. I just said no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like this motherfucker right here. <laughs> I came into work the next day, motherfucker, and I had... I made sure I was holding the phone with the hand with the watch on. <laughs> and I was walking in like, hey, we don't know. I got to go, pimp. I'm ready. <laughs> I, see, I see my homie um, at work, Amber, and she's looking at me because she sees I'm being loud, which is uncommon for me at work. <laughs> and she sees me and immediately her face is like, this motherfucker. <laughs> 
And then she came over and I was like, hey, what? She took her phone out and she has an iPhone, but she has an iPhone um, 8 Plus because she's the she's one of the iPhone users that can't let go of the button. Oh, yeah. But she loves the button. And um, she takes that phone. I go, ugh. And she goes, what? I'm like, I just fucking all of a sudden smells like broke over here. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I got mad that my the fucking wired headphones that came with my phone sound better than my fucking wireless LGs. <laughs> I was like, this is some shit. So I guess now I got to get them here, but it's whatever. You know, yeah, it, it is what it is. I have a Mac. Tomorrow, 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 I'm going to get that there. Like, just he's not even going to say just. No, no problem though. He's just gonna be like, no, and then dot, dot, dot. <laughs> That's gonna be like this bitch right here. <laughs> Next bitch is just a dot. You know, it's like, <laughs> then I'm just gonna I, send him a dick pic back and just be like. <laughs> well, the thing is, when I buy like anything, like when, electronic, when, when, I usually keep goes, the box until my wife forces me to throw it out. <laughs> when and, Adam gets um, into an ecosystem, he gets into an ecosystem. <laughs> so, I have the I have the box for the phone. Since, by the way, I, we're already talking to the audience, for Christ's sake, I'm Adam Riley. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet? Not yet. I'm not going to do the intro not, yet? Not yet. Not All yet. right. Yeah. I'm not Adam Riley. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I got I, the, the iPhone box, and I have the um, the watch box. And I'm like, if I get the fucking AirPod, I'm going to put that <laughs> box up there, too. And I'm, I want to, I'm just, what if I just keep buying Apple shit and then six months down the line, I just got all these boxes. I'm going to take the ultimate flex photo <laughs> with all these boxes, almost like there's too many of them. Like I can't hold them and shit. Like, oh my God. Next, to his, next to his MacBook, his iPad, uh, his iPad pro, by the way. Say, <laughs> I am now a trendy YouTuber. <laughs> Hashtag Jake Paul get at me. <laughs> That's what and, I was going to say. And in the, in the corner, you're going to see Pat's blue ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, I'm drinking a Guinness Blonde. Um, so my beer's too good. So I, I'm not there yet. I'm drinking a brunette. If you can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Podcast would have been fucking canceled. <laughs> oh, I'm busy, busy, okay? Oh, this is, this is what multitasking's about. That's right. <laughs> enough room for that desk for a reason. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's not just me I'm thinking about here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All hey, right. Man. Welcome to the show. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley, as I've already said. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So moving on. <laughs> In our episode, We Want All the Data, we talked about all the stuff that you should be using. And LastPass was a password manager that we recommended. Shortly after that, Adam, in his lazy way, discovered Bit, um, Bitwarden. Yeah. And uh, lazy way, I was researching <laughs> shit. How dare you? <laughs> it's not only an extension for the browser, but it has a free mobile app version that can sync complex passwords across all devices. Right. And uh, ever since he told me about this last week, I've I've migrated everything over um they even have a desktop version of it they download mm -hmm. on there which is i mean it, it's actually pretty fucking amazing when you think about it um and uh uh what what do you what do you have to say about it what do you want to say about i really like it i mean there's there is a little bit more setup not much but a little bit more setup than you would expect from like last pass or um fast lane i think is the other one um, but once you have it set up, it works like a dream. I really haven't 
had any issues. I've I've used it to generate like super complicated passwords and um I've noticed too just how much these fucking places make me log in sometimes. <laughs> like it's like Jesus Christ. Um that in combination with Authy, it's like holy Jesus. shit, I'm on my phone <laughs> authorizing everybody. Before I get this. But <laughs> I you just have wanna to watch Pornhub. Come on. <laughs> right. You have to do it nowadays. You yeah. you have to keep the shit locked up. And um, I haven't had any issues with I I don't have the desktop version. I don't know if they have a desktop version they for do. Linux. Oh, uh, yeah, probably not for Linux. <laughs> um, but I do have the the extension. Yeah. And I'll use it for the desktop. Like I had to log into Sk- uh, Skype and I had Firefox up. So it's <laughs> So I got um, I got to admit the the mobile app was actually a lot easier to use than I expected. Um, me too. I thought it was going to be trash. Yeah, I, I was wondering how it was, but it's just like tap in the tap in there, and all of a sudden the little. Do you want to use Bitwarden? Like, oh, oh, okay, uh-uh. <laughs> all right, yeah, let's do this. And uh, you know, and then they copy and paste everything into that. And um, I like the fact that when you need to know what the fuck your <laughs> password is, um, it's a lot easier than LastPass because in LastPass you have to open it up, you have to go into it, go into the wrench, open it up, and then on um check the eyeball but in in bitwarden it's kind of like it opens it up and you just you can just copy it or you can hit the eye and it automatically shows you what the password is um the copying feature is really it's really easy to use especially particularly on the mobile app the only thing i had an issue with was it is a little bit of a learning curve coming from LastPass. like it's it's not quite as upfront with everything yeah like you kind of have to dig around to figure out what the hell's going on and yeah, I had to hit the help document <laughs> to import shit. Right. Um, one of the things that I had an issue with was um, it's not great at syncing when you change a password. Um, no, it's not. Yeah. Because it's really up to you <laughs> to make sure you save it. Like you have to you have to edit it. And then you also have to make sure you hit save at the top right. because I did. I had this time where I, I did a super complicated password. And I generated. I used it to generate. I I so it was for my Apple ID actually. I sorted it in in uh, Apple site. And they're quite good to go. And I never had pressed save. I just clicked off of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, geez, now I have to do the forget password and all yeah. this other bullshit. Because I because I uh, I was doing that on my Gmail accounts. Because I decided to do the super complex passwords for my emails, because I pretty much just did it to the to the things that I figured are more important in my, uh, which was essentially my um, my banking, my email accounts, and social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And um, when I went to do Gmail, I was doing, you know, because everybody should have two pass two uh, Gmail accounts, usually a, a, a private one and then spam whenever can we get your email yeah here's this one because i never check it right. um but then i was like well maybe i should maybe i won't because who really gives a shit and then i thought yeah i should anyway and then of course the emails for for the the blog and the podcast so i was doing that and uh i remember changing it but i had copied because i had generated the password and then hit copy and then um pasted it into the um into uh, google but then I kind of was like, well, maybe I do this. So I opened up a sticky note and I started pasting them in there. And then that's when I first realized, well, why didn't it change on that? And then I was like, oh, wait. Then I added, I pasted in the new one, saved it. And I was like, okay. So then I was like, okay, so it doesn't automatically save, which was which was one thing that I really liked about LastPass because you changed it. It's like, yo, homie, you changed it. You want it? Do you want to save it? 
Do you want to say yeah. it? Every once in a while, it does, but it's really bad at like email ones because every one that I had to do for the email, I had to manually set it. So and but it's free, <laughs> right? For one, um, and that doesn't make it any better. <laughs> once I had it all set up, it was fine. And then I like to that you can make favorites. So the things that make me log in too fucking much, <laughs> which is the big ones, Apple, Gmail, Microsoft, I have those favorited. So, cause those are the ones I'll have to log into. That's not in the browser sometimes. And I don't have the desktop client. So I'll have, I just have those up ready to go. Um, the sorting thing is cool. I haven't added any cards in yet. Um, or anything like that. Cause you can add like your debit card, credit oh, card, right, yeah. stuff like that. I don't have any money, uh, so I don't need to. Huh? <laughs> I go, I don't have any money, so I don't need to add any cards. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat, if you, if, to be real. Well, when um, you, when it's solely Apple, you know. <laughs> right. When you flex to get that Apple. Apple card, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I looked at my, because uh, it has how many logins you have, mm-hmm. and I imported it. It's 211 logins. I'm starting to think <laughs> that there may be some in there I don't use anymore. <laughs> Like Albion Online, right now. What are we doing? Yeah, when when um, you when you import, at least for me, you had to do a a CSV file, which was a, yeah, that's a little, how I did which it was a little annoying. But then they said like, and then I looked and I and was, it was encrypted too. Yeah, and it's encrypted. But I was um, but then it was like, oh, you can do Firefox because I know there's some in Firefox that I don't have. And then it's like, yeah, you just do the same thing with Firefox, and I can't find how to do it out of Firefox. But then I was looking in Firefox and I have uh, yeah, somewhere in the range of like 200 and some odd, you know, passwords and stuff and I'm looking through and I'm like I don't know half of these. <laughs> like I don't Actually, know. They, they do have a Linux um desktop client. Mm. It's an app image. Nice. <laughs> Just go ahead download that real quick. Um <laughs> but yeah, I I've been thoroughly impressed with it. Um you can get it on anything there's even a command line version of it <laughs> oh Get yeah, it yeah, on yeah, yeah fucking anything dude <laughs> like it's ridiculous <laughs> so um i definitely suggest it honestly i don't see a reason to have the other ones like why pay for it when you can use this one yeah I mean, you know. unless it's ease of use, like if it's, you know, complete. Yeah, but I mean, but, like I said, well, but, once you get it set up. Yeah. In the end, though, $12 a year, it's, it's not a lot. No, yeah. that's true. But free is better. <laughs> I'm just saying it's open source, too, which should have told me that there was a <laughs> Linux client. Um, <laughs> the cool thing about this, though, for real is uh it's free i actually forgot what i was gonna say um for real for real it is for real uh it is it opens yeah now now i'm on it it's on everything fuck you (laughs) they do have a premium yeah uh, for ten ten dollars a year (laughs) um which is everything from the free account plus one gigabyte encrypted file storage two-step login with YubiKey, Fido UTF, and Duo, which I think is like, um, you can make USB keys to log into shit. Oh yeah. Uh, password hygiene and Vault Health reports, TOTP authenticator, key storage, and Code Gen, pr- priority customer support. Sounds like some, if you run in a business. Yeah. You would want, and they do. Oh, you have spy. business. <laughs> they have business um things too, which are far more expensive. They're like five dollars a month. You either run a small uh, business or you a spy. 
I mean, that's <laughs> right. You know, and uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I've I've been th- with a combination of this and Offy. There is an open source two step authenticator, but it fuck. You want to talk about not having easy use? Mm-hmm. This thing is a pain in the ass. I can't remember <laughs> what it's called. I blocked it out. <laughs> I was trying to set it up. This is other password one that for Linux too, and it's it's open source, but it was really hard to use. Like it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, this one's solid. So everyone switch to this. Stop fucking around. Yeah, I mean, if I'm using it, anybody can use it. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Steve is an intelligent human being. Okay, don't make fun. <laughs> All right, so I guess it's time we dip into some news. So, it was rumored by Bleeding Cool that DC Comics co-publisher Dan Didio had abruptly left the company on Friday. Later that day, it was confirmed by The Hollywood Reporter that Didio was out and Jim Lee remains as sole publisher. No reason was given for his sudden departure, and his exit was met with a 50-50 split. Many people thought that he was holding DC back, while others thought he was a decent guy doing a hard job. Now, Didio uh, had a major role in the new 52 launch back in uh, 2011, and then the subsequent course correction of Rebirth in 2016. Mm-hmm. It was weird because, like, it was just like he's up and gone. Like, there's no, you know. Uh, well, rumor has it. This isn't confirmed or anything, but rumor has it that they they they're restructuring DC to focus more to focus more on other forms of entertainment that aren't comic books. And he's one of the old heads. Yeah. So he just got pushed out or not pushed out. Like you, you can't really push out someone like that, <laughs> but <laughs> he was just like, all right, maybe it's my time to step down and, and, and he'll probably end up just starting his own company and doing shit the old school way. That's usually what these guys do. Some people were some people, some DC fanboys and, and on Twitter were saying that he should just go to Marvel where he belongs. Because all they care about is family entertainment. And I'm like, oh, shut up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan Didio's fucking awesome. So <laughs> how dare you? Um, there there was another rumor that I had read online, of course, because it's unconfirmed. It's a rumor. Uh, is that um, somebody said that uh, AT&T, who is the, the parent company now of... of, um, of DC Comics and anything Warner Brothers, which should give you a heads up right there as to where this is going. Who's uh, the parent company? AT and T. Oh, and uh, yeah, that um, the subs, their new thing, their new big sprawling thing is five G, and I don't know what that's about because um, I haven't really been following that. But it's just it's internet speed. <laughs> I know for cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, is, how is uh, DC Comics working? <laughs> how is DC Comics's failure or success measured by 5G on AT&T? Um, but uh, apparently, if it doesn't succeed, DC is going to be shuttered. Ugh. So that, imagine. Yeah, I know. I was like, going. Ah, I mean. I could see that because AT and T is that way. When it was time, when it was Time Warner, I was like, they're not going to get rid of it. They know about it, but it's AT and T doesn't give a fuck. Is not nostalgic for anything. No. If it's not making a bottom line, it's out. Yeah. yeah, and it would be sad, but those properties are not going to be erased. They would be sold off to somebody. 
or uh, well the 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 comment was is that they would the comics itself would be gone but all the properties so like movies and cartoons and merchandise would still be selling yeah that would be horrifying yeah and then marvel be marvel image would be the only the only game in town really so marvel would be the only game in town because <laughs> the other ones are not that big. It, they're not DC fucking Marvel big. Yeah. Those are the two heavy hitters. And I, yeah. Oh my God. If that happened, can you imagine the DC fanboys? There would, there'd be no reason to be them anymore. Yeah. You better have some fucking awesome ass movies. You ain't worried about <laughs> comics anymore. And not that Joker shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Please try not to depress me when yeah. I go to the movies. I'd really appreciate it. You know, I want to be thrilled and entertained. I want to be aroused. That's all I want. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen the Harley Quinn movie yet, so <laughs> I heard that movie's kind of weird. Every even even the good DC movies, they're always like, I mean, it was good, but it was kind of I don't know what the fuck they were doing. The only one I'm hanging my hat my hat on is going to be James Gunn's version of Suicide Squad. I'm I'm really because you know yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean he did great with Guardians, so you know. Yeah, Wait and see. but it, it's it's not even it depends. That's because Marvel gives James Gunn money and says make a movie, yeah. and then doesn't worry about it. Create the universe, and then we'll. Yeah, Warner Brothers doesn't do that. Warner yeah. Brothers is like we're going to be with you every step of the way. Yeah, we, we want do, it to be like we this do everything like this. by committee. Yeah, we've 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 done some uh, focus groups that have said that <laughs> when Marvel does this, they like it. So I want you to change <laughs> right. it. Right, like ah. Oh. But we're like two, three, um, three fourths of the way through. Doesn't matter. Change it. Put in more special effects. Here's money. Haven't you seen Green Lantern? <laughs> if you focus on quality storytelling all the time, everything will end up okay. Yeah. But when you focus on the the other shit too much, it, it becomes a mess. But whatever. Speaking of a mess. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Steve's favorite um, <laughs> running Mike Bloomberg. So presidential campaign has been much shorter than his competitors and so far much louder with a huge budget. It's paid for posts by social media influencers as well as standard advertisements. However, the LA times reports that on Friday, Twitter suspended some 70 odd accounts for breaking its rules against quote against platform manipulation and spam. According to Twitter, this wasn't just a ban impacting some full-on bots, but it wiped out accounts sending out identical pro-Bloomberg messages. Um, one shown in the tweet read, A president is born. Barbara Streisand sings Mike's praises. Check out her tweet. <laughs> While some ban... <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> why do I give a fuck what Barbara Streisand <laughs> thinks about who's running for president? I love Barbara Streisand. We all do. But... <laughs> It's not exactly. I don't. People think celebrities are these god genius motherfuckers that just know everything. Memories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> while some bans uh, could be permanent, other accounts could be restored if the account holder verifies they still have control. According to the LA Times, uh, many of the accounts they looked at had only been created in the last few months. A few days ago, the Wall Street Journal reported the campaign was hiring deputy digital organizers that might do everything from phone banking to social media posts. But if they want to keep their accounts, then they'll probably want to vary slightly from the recommended messaging. Okay, and Gadget, <laughs> I see you. Um, I see what you did there. <laughs> so 
I really knew nothing about Bloomberg, honestly, because I don't pay attention to this shit until the primaries are over mm. because I don't. Well, at least till you have to vote. <laughs> yeah, because I want to vote. But who most of these people on the stage are irrelevant to me because they're not going to run for president. So I don't fucking care. They'll pick one of them. It's most likely going to be Bernie Sanders. That's what it looks like, which I don't even 100 percent agree with. Because I like Bernie Sanders, but he's a little old. <laughs> like, he looks so Look at the picture in the article I just read, Steve. For fuck's dude, sake. Dude, dude. But have you seen a picture of him in the 80s? He looks the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's true. 40, year, 50, 40 years ago, he still looked old. <laughs> and the only thing I've seen of Elizabeth Warren in oh, she's this... Not even, um, she's not even... Is she's an asshole. <laughs> Like I, this is what I don't like about the primaries. They're all dicks, and it's the, it's this like, well, he's not good because of this. He, ah, fuck you. Talk about yourself. It's the purity test that I hate. You know, like it's it's just all nonsense. Yeah. You know, and the only one who was kind of keeping it real a little bit was the what's his name, the mayor dude. Yeah. The, the gay one. Buttigieg. Yeah. Yeah. Then no one's gonna vote for him. Hmm. It, it's not gonna happen for him. Yeah. It. I would be fine with it, but. Middle America ain't, ain't voting for him. He's openly gay and married. Yeah. It, Jesus. We can't even get a woman in the fucking White House, for Christ's <laughs> sake, let alone. I mean, the, the only thing we can get in there is a narcissist, which we already have now. Right. That was easy. <laughs> yeah. No matter who, and, and I'll also know, is whoever it is, I'm going to vote for him anyway. Yeah. Because no one's as bad as the jackass we got now. And everyone keeps telling me at work, look at the economy. Look at the, the economy has nothing to do. Not even that. With him. <laughs> Everybody says, like, look at the economy. The stock market is not indicative of the economy. Absolutely not. And it's like. The stock market is a global thing. Yeah, but not only that, you know, it affects people with 401k or if you have stock. But the fact is, is yeah, you look it at the. It affect the, the mechanic. Exactly. <laughs> Change the oil on your yeah. fucking Nissan. And even on the same thing, it's like going, yeah, you know, oh, well, look at unemployment. It's down to like 4%. Well, one problem with that metric is that one, you it doesn't count people that are no longer on unemployment and have given up. You don't, There's a large metric there because if we have so many homeless, the unemployment rate should actually be higher if you think about it. They don't count those people. Those are the undesirables, right. Steve. <laughs> they don't count those people. Yeah. And if you also look at that, also doesn't take into account people that have to work two or three jobs just to make ends meet. You know, they should call that super employment. <laughs> so this whole thing about oh look at the economy, it's like the economy is good for if you're rich and you have stocks, you're good. But aside from that, yeah, probably not. And and it's, our metrics, our metrics don't. It's so funny because when you see like countries in Europe. They'll they'll account for quality of life. Yeah. Like how many hours are people working and stuff like that. Here, it's just dollar signs. How much money are people making? Like like last year, I made I don't even give a fuck. I made like twenty three thousand dollars in overtime alone. <laughs> that's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a lot of fucking overtime. That's a lot of missed time with my children. There was a lot of times last year where he would be like. I'm so stressed out. I just like did, you know, 18, 12 hour days. And I'm just like, you need a break, dude. He's like, no, no, I got it. And then one weekend he's just like, I, I said, no, this weekend I can't, I'm barely functioning. 
and then would start falling behind. Yeah. And then I'd have to do it again. Because <laughs> unfortunately, I tell the same spiel I told to Steve to all the bill collectors. They don't fucking care. <laughs> hey, fuck you. You owe this money. Yeah. You know. But that's fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Everything is so polarized today. And I mean today, not this week or this time, just today. Like everything today, today is just really bad. Uh, you have people that hate DC or Marvel, angry fans between the original versus the prequels versus the new trilogy. Uh, even the utopian frontier of Star Trek, there's a division between what some considered old Trek versus new Trek. And some people have tried to deep dive into, into this. And one video we found on YouTube uh, was the most honest about the division. The pop, bleh, the pop cast claimed to discuss the quote-unquote truth about Star Trek fans, um, of why Star Trek fans are divided. But let's be honest. It wasn't an explanation as why they are, but more of a hypothetical as to the many reasons they could be. Yeah. Um, I hate when they do that, the truth behind it. And it's like, it could have been this, and then it may have been this. And it leaves you with questions like, these are all the questions I had before. Like, what this, There's no truth in this. You're not telling yeah, me. Yeah, it's just a discussion at yeah, that point. You're not telling me anything that I haven't, you know, that I haven't One of the most myself. honest ways to name a YouTube video is let's talk about and then subject. Yeah, there you go. I love those videos. Like, <laughs> I'll click on them just for that. Like, you're not even telling me you know anything. Right. You're just telling me, let's talk about it. Now, one thing with Adam and I is we both love New Trek. Uh, we've even loved the new Kelvin movies. And we're those fans that want more Trek. That isn't to say that there aren't any issues, and but you deal with them. And I'd rather have Trek to make fun of than no Trek. That's true. Yeah. And that's like saying, T, like, like saying TNG was a perfect show. It was. No. Not by a long shot. Uh, for us, we can't even really figure out the issue for me, I I've, I was more outspoken about the advanced technology in the new in the new Trek, and to me, it looks something out of the 2009 movie, but that updated Enterprise and Discovery in season two, though, yeah, that was sick Sexy. as shit. That was sick as shit. Uh, but the vid video brought up some good points uh, before it devolved into serialization versus self-contained nonsense. Um, so what what did what were you what were some of the takeaways from you like what did you what did you think about well, that made you go like yeah that seems kind of true? The funny thing is, the self-contained versus serialized thing, I understand what they're saying because I do miss that, but that's the kind of thing you miss. It's like a back in my day kind of thing yeah. because it's not just Star Trek that changed that way. All of TV has changed that way, and. There are days where I'm kind of like, God, I remember when I could just sit down, enjoy an episode, and not always have a to-be-continued at the end of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. you, it was okay. You know, but I get why they do it. There's so many fucking shows out now. They got to do something to keep you coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you got to think of the new fans, the younger people. They're not used to watching TV that way. Right. And they, I've actually seen um, – I've, I've read some articles about how – People who don't remember TV that way get bored if it's not like to be continued all the time because that's just what they're used to. And a lot of people binge anyway. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, people that can bitch about binging that are like going, oh, I missed episodic. I missed it. That's like, like, really? Do you miss that way with Stranger Things or like The Handmaiden's Tale or, you know, uh, all those, you know, The Flash, Arrow, all of those TV shows that have an ongoing story arc? 
you know, it's like, that's kind of how it is, you know, that that's been that way. And it's like, you know, everybody complains about it, but it's like, and then I see the same people that complain about watch those other shows. And it's like, those were serialized TV shows too. Like, I mean, yeah, granted in 22 episodes, you have to have some bottle episodes, but the overlying, you know, arc is, you know, is something there. And I kind of see serialized storytelling versus episodic storytelling a little bit of a bullshit excuse because here's the thing right. because here's the thing when yeah like they even in the in the video they claimed oh well look at the orville a lot of classic star trek fans love that one because it was just that and i was like well yeah it was a contrast and i know seth MacFarlane didn't make it to be like a a a, a point and you know a finger shake towards new trek because he was just doing a um a little more contemporized version of star trek you know he was he he was looking through that creation of his through a very nostalgic lens right so he was doing it the way he remembered growing him up. liking it yeah growing up that way you know right but here's the thing is that even during the second season of the orville between the two big you know episodes there were a series of character driven but not necessarily very enthralling episodes and to me when you do an episodic television show there is no investment you know like people like they say they go oh well yeah but they're you know they still had where they evolved and these characters evolved. true but at the same time you can lose people in episodic television just as quickly as you can lose them in serialized yeah in episodic television you have a good four five you know episodes that's about you know a month to a month and a half of kind of shitty writing and shitty characters and shitty stories you lose people you know and serialized can get that way too if it's too much like somebody can't come in and pick it up but then again now in the age of netflix and 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 hulu and amazon binging these shows you can actually do that and catch up and they'll be like oh shit i kind of like getting the story every week or getting the story and fill fin you know finishing it all in a you know in a in my own filth filth filled weekend on the couch you know <laughs> but and i am and, and i'll fully admit and steve and i have had this conversation before i don't prefer binging shows i just don't i one I, that's a lot to do with my attention span i don't want to watch the same fucking thing all day um and i don't watch that much tv to begin with anyway but i do understand the appeal i do understand that with the new way of the serialized television it lends to binge watching very well. I mean, look at a show like Game of Thrones. Even I was like, I'm not going to watch this while it's coming out. I'm just going to wait. And then I'll watch it when I want to fucking watch it. Right. And I still like got bored in the third season anyway. But um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it, it's interesting, right? And I think another point – I mean the serious – it's 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 not a real reason to not like something because right. all of TV is that way. Right. So you can't, you can't – you know, think, the time marches on. Um, another, another thing they brought up was the visuals and stuff like that. And then I'm like, well, I mean, we're talking about 2020 versus the nineties, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you, you can't, you surely can't expect them to make a set look like it looked on night in 1988. Right. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous, but that stuff never bothers me. Um, and you think of how many people that used to complain, like, Battle of Wolf 359, how we want, wanted to see. And the closest we got to it was the pilot of, of Deep Space Nine, 
where we got yeah. to kind of see that. And then the end of season two of Discovery, we would have never have seen that even remotely close, you know, and, you know, and people are saying that, you know, then you hear like, oh, well, the Star Trek, you know, it's all bang and boom and, you know, actiony. It's like, no, I mean, the, the action sequences are bigger. They can do more with the ship, but if you really look at it, there's still a lot of the human emotion in it. There's a lot of personal drama in it. There's a lot of character, you know, character evolution in it. But I think one of the biggest things that I think everybody seems to underscore is that woke movement or anti-woke movement where it, I think it comes down to more of a primal deal where it's people are kind of forgetting how progressive Star Trek has always been in the same way that like the new Doctor Who is, but and sci-fi is being more of a social commentary, but you have so many outlets now of telling you that, oh, they're pushing this diversity concept towards you and it's bad to be white and you're no longer, the white people are no longer dominant and you have to have women and people of color in there and they can't separate that Star Trek was, you know, where everybody says, oh, well, I liked Old Trek because it wasn't forced down your throat, but it was diverse. You had diversity in there. You had, you know, multiracial. Yeah, the, first, um, the first multiracial kiss was the original Star Trek right. when uh, Kurt kissed a horror. Right. And then you had, at, at the same time, you know, you had TV stations that were going to broadcast that be, in the South because of that. So yeah. I, I think one, you know, that, uh, you know, they kind of forget, I think what, you know, th and that, that was part of the thing about the video that, um, or about the video was I thought that the first half of it kind of really hit on some of those issues that I think really percolate underneath the surface. And then it devolved into the episodic versus serialist. I was like, that just seems like a cop out. Like it's, I think, I don't think it was a cop. I think it has to be addressed because so many people say it, you know what I mean? Like so many people are like, Oh, that's why I don't like it because the, I don't like this, this arc throughout the whole thing. They tried that in enterprise and it failed. And you know, they tried that in deep space nine. And the only reason I like, and honestly it was true that the reason why deep space nine kind of got a pass was because it was on when other Trek was on. Yeah. <laughs> so no one really cared, but then everybody loves deep space nine. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a good point that he made. He made in the video as well is that every TNG came out, people were picketing. Yeah. Um, deep space nine came out. No one wanted to see it. Voyager came out. Men and women didn't think that they should have a female captain. Enterprise came out. They were freaking out because it was a prequel. And then at the end of the day, everybody likes those shows now. Yeah. Well, they look back. Well, Enterprise, I know some people don't like that. But <laughs> people look back fondly on it. Well, I mean, the th yeah. And, the th and I remember, you know, because when I was a kid growing up watching the original Star Trek reruns and then the movies, and then it was like, oh, they're going to do Star Trek, the next generation. And it's like, what? No Kirk, no Spock, no. So I was like, well, that's kind of dumb. And the first two seasons were pretty difficult to watch. Even going back, if you ever listen, if you go to our YouTube channel, you can hear every episode for I think the first two, almost three seasons of Star Trek. And each episode of the first one, we struggled really hard to find good stuff in a lot of those episodes. And a lot of those episodes, There's a couple gems in there. Yeah, but you also hear all of us going, and they were never heard from again. You know, there right. were a lot of a lot of open threads left. <laughs> like, there's a lot of trying stuff out right. in those. Series. But let me say but, this. But but what my my point was going is that Ugh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is um yeah, and and to me like Voyager was boring to me. 
it, it just I didn't like a lot of the characters, and it wasn't because of Janeway. Janeway was actually one of the characters I really liked. Janeway was great, and but you had Balana and you had Harry and Paris, and it's just some of these characters that just didn't jive with me. And just it, you just said the trinity of what I kind of didn't like about the show. Like <laughs> they had their moments, right? You know what I mean. But for the most part, whatever they were always on the B, the B storyline. Mm. It's something they don't do anymore. <laughs> the B, <laughs> B storyline. Well, they kind of do it, I they guess. They kind of do it. But... Um, and it was never interesting. Yeah. And a lot of times in Voyager, the A storyline wasn't very interesting. So, <laughs> right. you know. But it, but the thing was, is I know, like for me, you know, I'm a, I am was a hard, hardcore Star Trek, or still am. My friend Peter was also. So when Voyager ended, we were kind of like, okay, cool. We're, that's done. It's over with. And. Then um, they go, oh, they're going to do another Star Trek. And him and I both said, I'm not watching it. I'm tired of this. It's like, I'm, I'm done with this. Let's like, let's just set the slide. And then they go, Scott Bakula is going to be the captain. It's like, God damn it. You know, <laughs> I was like, now I got to watch it because it's Scott Bakula. See, and I'm one of those rare fans that I enjoyed all of it. I didn't watch Deep Space Nine. I think because at the time I was very young and the pacing was slow. Because it's you know it it was more soap opera ish than the um the other ones. There wasn't as much action until the later seasons, but I liked all of it. Like I never, and maybe again because I was a kid, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I was just amazed by all of it, you know. And even now, like I'll watch a random episode of Voyager, and even if it's corny, I still like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just love fucking Star Trek. Like I just love it that much I'll, I'll watch any if you if i come over your house you put any episode of star trek i will watch it right i might have some colorful commentary <laughs> but i'll watch it but may i say my point now or did you uh, have something further you would like to add i'll let you go go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so one thing i will um agree on is that I do miss sometimes. And this is not, again, this isn't just a Star Trek thing. This is just television in general. I miss the lighthearted episodes sometimes. Yeah. The ones where I'm not the on the episodes. edge of my fucking seat, <laughs> you know, all the time. And I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from, from the episodes where I am on the edge of my seat, but there's something to be said about, having fun with a slower maybe even more comedic episode to kind of break things up a little bit and i feel like and you know you can call it what you will bottle episodes you know whatever those don't really exist anymore and because you're really watching one big fucking movie and i do kind of miss that and i think star trek it's especially it especially stings sometimes for, for a lot of people for, with Star Trek because Star Trek did it very well. I, th I think they they leaned on filler and bottle episodes a lot more than some other shows that, you know, because even when they had overarching stuff, um, there were those filler episodes that were memorable. I mean, yeah. the, the fucking there's episodes from TNG that had not, they were never talked about again. And I love the <laughs> fuck out of them. Well, inner, what is it? Inner light or whatever. Oh God. Yeah. Never even spoke about that again. Yeah. Love it. Okay. And it's, but I love, um, I love that they use that, that, uh, the flute in the, oh in the theme song for Picard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm loving Picard too, but Picard is that same modern television of, Holy shit. 
You know what I mean? Like but, it's moving. Picard's a little. I think Picard is a little. A little. Um, it's a good word. I don't want to say slower, but it has a more metered pace. Yeah. A lot of the times, because the character does. You can't have a run and gun fucking twenty four seven when Picard's it because Picard's a speech maker. He's a he's a planner. You know. It, it, oh my god. Do you don't understand the last episode when he looked at everybody on the bridge and went suggestions? Yeah. I almost I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> I know. Okay? I, I did the same thing too when I heard on the ship and he looks around and like suggestions <laughs> and then know, I'm like yeah my heart. <laughs> but you know, so I I have this like this deep. There is no other fictional universe that I care more about than Star Trek. I've realized this recently. There, I love other stuff. I love Lord of the Rings, you know, stuff like that. But there's no, there's none that have, has always been a part of my life in some way and has always been something that, like, almost any situation I can think back to an episode of Star Trek and, and it would, it would, you know what, what would fucking Riker do? You know, stupid <laughs> shit like that, yeah. you know, and it sounds corny and whatever, but I don't give a fuck. You know, it's, it's that one thing. Every, some people love football. Every time it comes around, Star Trek is my thing. Yeah. And, um, and I will say with all that, that there are times when I'm kind of like, damn, you know, Back in the day, I'm I'm nostalgic for that, but that's what it is. It's nostalgia. Yeah. We can't we can't we can't sit here and go. Star Trek Discovery is fucking garbage because it doesn't give me the same warm and fuzzy feeling that fucking Deep Space Nine gave me. It's like that's never going to happen again. Right. It, it, it that moment in time is now frozen. You, they can't duplicate it. Even if they try, they can't duplicate but it. That's that's that 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 brings up a good point because. Keep in mind that when we watched Star Trek, the whole Star Trek environment didn't give us those warm and fuzzy feelings. There were characters like we right. we we um, like in the, I remember in the beginning I I related more to Riker and I didn't really Picard kind of seemed like a dick to me, you know, in the beginning. <laughs> and uh, but as it went on, obviously you felt oh wow how well they work together. And it's not to say that you know some of the rich crew and to say that Discovery you know. None of the characters are, you know, all the characters are just diversity casting and all that stuff. It's like, one, not true. Uh, and two, there are some really solid characters in there. One of the big characters for, I know, Adam and me was Saru. Oh, yeah. Saru in Discovery. Love that, dude. That, and talk about character development. Oh, I know. And you're just like, from the, the from season one to season two, and you're just like, when the, the episode where he kind of stood where, you know, he got his courage and he stood up to Pike and everybody's moving like, oh, shit, are we about to have a throwdown right now? You know, and you're just and, you know, and, and, and him and, and, and Michael grew on me, you know, and, uh, you know, Michael's grown on me. But Tilly was one of those characters that I thought was going to be more annoying to me than anything else. And I actually kind of was like, oh, OK, Tilly's actually shown to be a part. Same thing with Stamets. You know, so the, a lot of the characters have been building, but that's the thing is with these shows is that those characters have to build and evolve. And particularly in season two, they started to kind of evolve these characters and started to make you realize that's what we missed in season one. We focused solely on on Michael and Lorca. And, and Lorca kind of annoyed me. He yeah. ended up starting before I even knew he was a bad guy. Yeah. He just started getting on my nerves. Like it was just too, and then it made sense, <laughs> but he was just getting on my fucking nerves. Yeah. And, and the thing, and you know, you hear these, you know, you hear these statements about like, oh, all the white characters are evil and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, one, did we forget about Pike? 
<laughs> did, did we like forget about Captain Pike? Who is, I love Pike. Who is the pinnacle of like to me? But also Pike, to the, Pike the whole basis. Let me say this real quick. The whole basis of this racism bullshit is you're not supposed to give a fuck that the white guy is the bad guy. Yeah, like that for somehow white people are not. You know, because let's forget that Earth is not all white. You know, and let's all keep it into perspective that when they, because I've heard people say this, and they say, "Oh, the, of course the the straight white man. First of all, you don't know what he fucks, but the <laughs> the white man is is the bad guy. The, you mean the dude that originally was the good guy? Yeah, <laughs> right. And then got overtaken by a fucking artificial intelligence. Watch the story. Right. What was that big thing that happened where they were tripping about Star Trek? And you and me were talking about it. It was fucking um, oh, I don't even remember. And it was like that's not how that happened at all. I can't even remember. Mm. But they do that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't look at it right. But even oh, there was a perfect example was that dumbass from uh, Big Bang Theory, the um, not the hot one, <laughs> the girl, <laughs> the um, the one that dates Sheldon in the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was talking about Frozen, and she's like. I don't I don't let my children watch stuff like this because why does a woman need a man? And I'm like, why don't you finish watching the yeah, movie? Yeah, why don't you watch the movie and realize that that's the whole point? That was the whole twist at the end of the movie. It's like, <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? The character of Anna to in the beginning frame of the movie just walk out on a black stage and go, "I am an independent woman." Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And then just walk out. Which there has to be which a was, building which thing was, here. Which was ironic because her character always wanted Sheldon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so fuck her. <laughs> but at the same yeah, time, whatever, you know, that's a whole different movie. Yeah. But, but, you know, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, like, oh, you know, the, the white guy is the bad guy. It's like, it's like, well, if you watched it, because I, I mean, a lot of these comments and I'm kind of seeing the same thing when I was watching the first episode of, um, of, um, oh, what's that? Uh, oh God, the one on Apple TV, the one that you and I just started watching, the, the alt universe, the alt uh, universe. Oh, uh, for all mankind. For all mankind. How they're calling it woke and stuff like that. And I'm like... It has no, it's and, nothing. And I go, and I look at it and I'm just like going, D-, you know, and they're like, well, why is this, you know, uh, why are they focusing on this immigrant chick from Mexico? Why don't they just fold on the astronauts and all the... And I was like going, um, did you not, Are you? did you just stay with the first episode? <laughs> like yeah. you know it's like none of these people actually watch where it's going through like Lorca yeah is the bad guy but you find out he's the bad guy because he's from an alternate universe not only that again I say if you're not racist why do you care yeah. that that girl is from Mexico right. why does it matter to you <laughs> it's just a girl right? <laughs> and she's a mentally ill girl right. it's just a girl you know what I mean and also we're dealing with the one thing I like about that show, I don't only watch the first season. Apollo Eleven almost failed like four yeah. times. Yeah, you know, and so all they did was make one of those possible failures actually happen. Yeah, which is the because they they overshot their landing site by like four miles, I yeah. think, in real life, and then miraculously found. And they never said this during the time because you know NASA didn't want to panic everybody they found a flat spot to land so when they did the cut in the show and you know spoilers and whatever um <laughs> they had landed on a rock right and so they had to just they couldn't get out they had to just leave you know and i'm like god that was fucking brilliant that they just did it that way it was a slight tweak and now everything's different right you know what i mean i love that shit but yeah i heard about that too like oh 
you know, why are we focusing on this Mexican chick? Well, why don't you watch a little bit more? I've only seen the first episode. I have no idea why we're focusing on the Mexican yeah. chick. Obviously, but she's going to play. to be a reason. Exactly. It's not like, oh, we have to show diversity. It's like, hey, there, there's too many. Um, This show about 1960s NASA uh, <laughs> or 1970s NASA. Although I got to say in that first episode when you saw all those Corvettes lined up, Oof. I got some Jeez. sort of way, dude. Like, <laughs> well, I read somewhere too because they were talking about that same show. This is a bad, this is a, a little a few months ago. And they were like, "Oh, here we go, another show with mostly white cast." And I go, "It's it's 1969, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and we're in NASA, right? Like that's just how the world was. I'm sorry, there there were people of other ethnicities at NASA, but they weren't exactly flying the ship. Right. Exactly. Like it, it sucks, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Um, but you know, and it, it's just, it's funny with this and like, you know, like where people say like, Oh yeah. The what it's like going, are you kidding me? Did we like, did we skip out on captain Pike? You know, like, yeah. I mean, captain Pike is literally Picard of that, uh, of, uh, because captain Pike was kind of a mixture of Kirk and Picard. You know, and then eventually what became Kirk when um, when they did it again and then the the diplomatic portion of of Pike became Picard later on. But that's one of the great things about it is that you're looking at this saying that all the good characters like going, look, Picard's back. And I I, and I love one of the things I wanted to say what you had mentioned is that Picard is a is a speech maker and like they even they even make that in the show. You know, oh, you know, she always said you, you know, you were you were always good at making speeches. But it's that idealism that Picard still holds true to kind of the way the world works, which is a good way of saying, look, the idealism, you know, his idealism does have a place, but it does seem odd when you're in like the world of today where everything's gone to shit and everything's falling and on, apart. Honestly, speaking of Pike, Pike should be focused on more positively for a variety of reasons. One of them being the first season had some up and downs. It, it wasn't perfect. But very few first seasons of anything are perfect. Right. Pike, for me, resent, it refocused the show, saying, look, I know there's some wacky shit happened in the first season. And it was it was in- entertaining, but it wasn't very Star Trek-y, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, the way that people talk. But <laughs> right. here's Pike. He's an, he is the embodiment of Starfleet. Of Starfleet, he is Starfleet, yeah. and when when I think the first episode or something, just how he talked, I'm like, this is a Starfleet captain. This yeah. is this is what I was waiting for. But we also have to take into account the fucking story. No, we didn't have a problem. We did actually with the the chick, but she died quickly. The um, the one now that we have her, she was the Empress, but the one oh, from right. the main storyline yeah. that died. Um. We have to remember that in the storyline, the captain that we were following was not a real captain. Right. He was a douchebag from the fucking alternate universe. So it all makes sense in the end. You have to let the story fucking <laughs> unfold before you start whining about everything. Yeah. You know, and 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 if anyone's saying that Star Trek it's you can never win. Star Trek has <laughs> always been diverse. Now it's too diverse. Right. Now it's now it's not adding in white people. I'm like, most of the characters are white. <laughs> like Stamets is white, a yeah. white dude. Right. But, but I guess we gay. separate that gay. now because he's, he's gay. gay. He's gay. You yes. know, also shout out real quick because I've never seen a homosexual relationship done better than in discovery. Oh my God. Yeah. It's done 
in the most realistic and that's funny because it's fucking Star Trek. It's done in the most realistic way I've ever seen in my life. It's not this like overhyped glorification of fucking every it's just two men that love each other. What was great about it too is that it was just subtly played. Like it, you you see the way they interact with each other and it wasn't until a little later you're like, oh, okay, yeah, they're together, you know. And the funny thing is, is like it's so perfectly done that it it melts away that and and let's let's be real when when we don't live in in that woke of a society yet you might be okay with gay people but it will you see it a little differently when you see it on tv it's just the way it is it's not it's not the 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 normal thing you're not sitting there watching a gay couple and and not noticing it's a gay couple (laughs) Fuck everybody who says otherwise because you're lying. Um, but this one's a little different. It's done so organically that you don't. You yeah. don't think it's different. It's just two people that love each other. And that's what we need to see more of to normalize something. Yeah. Don't don't make it this weird overdone thing. Right. You know, because when you do that, then the fucking assholes just point at point at it and go, ew. And they don't <laughs> want to fucking look at it. Like it's it was I think it was done really well. And it was funny too because I was when at the time that I was watching Discovery, my wife was rewatching um Will and Grace. Oh yeah. And that show is just one really long gay joke <laughs> that never fucking ends. And I'm like <laughs> God, this this show really only had one fucking note to play, didn't it? <laughs> like I didn't really realize I never really watched it. Right. You know, it was like the gay friends to me, and I didn't really watch friends either. I like friends now, but I didn't really watch it back then. And I'm just like, this show is boring. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> nothing it's just gay, 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 gay constantly. I'm like, this was the nineties. Like right. I doubt, you know. <laughs> right. But whatever. But, um yeah, but, back to Star Trek. Yeah. But that was that was one of the things like I, I, you know, you you see all these things and you take you hear the serialization. Oh, serialization of television. You know, that's why Stargate Universe failed. It's like, no, Stargate Universe failed because it was lame. It was lame. None of the characters <laughs> were likable. Like my brother watched every Stargate incarnation and he even Stargate. watched Universe, Stargate Universe. And he was like, I don't like these people. Like I could care. Yeah. I couldn't care about any of these characters. Stargate always felt a little off to me like something about it just did not resonate yeah. and it really that kind of show should have been right up my alley and i just i don't know there's just something about it it must have been the way they were telling the story or whatever but i just it never clicked yeah and you just know it's like d-lab that's weird show i don't no. <laughs> care about that show either well it was like you know like they said you know you hear lazy writing lazy writing you know it's it's not really it's like no there is lazy writing like this 100%. concept, like this concept, but there's lazy writing back in the TNG days oh, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, tachyons. Come on. <laughs> listen, tachyons are a legit way to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, tachyons were always the mystical, you know, the mystical particle that always seemed to cause a lot of problems and for everything. But, you know, it was like, you know, my, my brother didn't like, and I watched a little bit of it because I watched a little bit of Stargate, but Stargate wasn't really my cup of tea, but I enjoyed it. Like I know the characters and I know enough about it that it's like, Oh, that's, it's fun sometimes to watch or something like that. But like the, the, it was dark and, you know, because remember you remember in 2008, unless it was dark night, dark, it wasn't cool anymore. 
Yeah. You know, and that's another thing that people always seem to kind of forget that once the Dark Knight came out, everything needed, even Marvel needed to be dark. And Marvel said, fuck moody. Yeah. And Marvel was like, fuck you. We have Iron Man, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and which lasted and look longer. how successful Marvel was. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. it's like, to me, it was like, if serialization is so bad, how was B, B as, you know, BSG so good? You know, or The Expanse or some of those other, you know, sci-fi shows that have had that. It's like going, no, it's just people are just stuck with, well, this is how it was when I was a kid. So, you know, God damn it. That's the way it needs to be. It's like, no, times change. Things change in the in the era of binge watching. You know, you kind of need it. Even Picard. I mean, Picard is serialized. But the cool thing about it, this was one of the things that uh, that I was talking with Adam is that like like the Mandalorian. I'm really excited for the next episode. Like, I really can't wait to see where it's going. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that's one of the things, too, is like you, you hear that. And it's like, well, the, you know, people complain about the Mandalorian's not going anywhere. And it's like, OK, do you not know the idea of the lone wolf and warrior, you know, Japanese yeah, storyline? following him along. Yeah. And something eventually will happen. Yeah. It's like it's a Western. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like people don't know this whole concept of. You know, back in the day when you would watch the shows in the 50s and 60s of a, of a, of a Western, it's usually one star, which is the, the cowboy ghost from town to town. You know, we saw later on when we saw other shows like um, uh, The Fugitive that came out. And then you have even shows like Quantum Leap or, you know, where they just jump into a store and then leave. And it's an it's what's called an anthology series. And that's the same thing that you had with The Mandalorian. And people just didn't seem to understand that it was a Western. I mean, I caught that in the first episode. Like, oh, you even I mean, said that to the me. The theme song. Yeah. You, know? you even came to me in the first, like, oh, I get it. It's a Western. Right. <laughs> you know? 100%. And then once you realize that, which should be right away, right. you can enjoy it correctly. Like, Because exactly. Westerns – now, maybe there's people who haven't seen a Western. Westerns haven't been popular for a while. Yeah. Which makes it a perfect but... time to reintroduce them. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's in, in a perfect way, too, because now we're looking at a sci-fi kind of thing. I really fucking like The Mandalorian and honestly just realized I still haven't seen the last fucking episode. <laughs> I totally forgot. Um, he didn't want to watch it because it would be over. I do that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to watch the last episode of stuff because I'm like, oh, I don't want it to end. <laughs> but <What>? um, <laughs> but like. The long end, the the long and short of it is is just fucking. As long as it has, <laughs> what I know is like, the long and short of it is get over it. <laughs> right, right, as long as it has the the essence of Star Trek, I will watch it. You know, and this has it. Yeah, I would. The only negative that I do agree with was how the Klingons looked. I got used to it. Right. But I was like, why why do they look like that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it, they they're way they look like a completely different alien. Now I dug that they were speaking Klingon a lot. I know a lot of people didn't like that. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty badass. I thought it was cool that they spoke nothing but Klingon. <laughs> I was like, that's right. <laughs> but then they I think they toned that down in the second season. But the we're keeping it real. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they, why are they speaking Klingon all the time? Someone told me that at work and I was getting irritated because he was just hating on Discovery. And I was just like fucking type of a cure. He goes, and why do the fuck every time Klingons, they have to speak Klingon like English? Please? I'm like, because they're fucking Klingons. Right. 
Like, what do you want them to speak? It's like, yeah, they have universal translators. Like, yes, but they're showing you a scene where there are no humans there. (laughs) Right. Therefore, the universal translator would not translate. And then everyone's like, "Uh uh-oh, Adam's getting, (laughs) Adam's starting to explain the tech. And I was like, don't. Don't fuck with me right now. You, right? You, you pulled out the blueprint tube and started pulling out the whole <laughs> the blueprint for the Bro, universal translator. I did translator. that one time because I was – I had my uh, – I, I just so happened because I was showing a friend. I have the um, the Star Trek Next Generation technical manual. Oh, yeah. Book. Yeah. And I had it in my bag. And we were talking about um, Enterprise. And I forget what we were arguing and it, I think it was how many decks or some some fucking how big the thing was or something like that. Oh no no no! It was warp. What was the max warp? And I said I think it was nine. If I remember correctly, it was nine point six or nine point eight. And um, he goes, "No, it could go warp like ten point three. I said, that, "No, no, it could. You can't go. You can't go warp ten. You would be everywhere at once. This isn't fucking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> Calm down." And uh, he's like, no, I'm pretty sure. And then I nonchalantly pull the tech <laughs> manual out. These motherfuckers like, are you are you for real? <laughs> like, you have this in your back? <laughs> and I was like, let me flip to warp. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, you're you, wrong. That's when you look at them and you go, what, you don't? <laughs> right. It's like, listen, I don't know about you, but I stay fucking ready, okay? <laughs> Fuck with me. Oh, but, Lord. yeah, so. All right. So. One last thing, actually two last things. <laughs> um, so, Mad Mike Hughes was killed when his homemade rocket bumped his launch apparatus, which might have torn the parachute attached to it loose on Saturday. Why is this story worth mentioning on the show? Hughes was a self-proclaimed flat earther that has been attempting to launch a r- rockets high enough to see to see if he can actually view the curvature of the earth for himself. What's the takeaway of this story for those that share his belief? Hughes dis- discovered gravity really works and the ground is really hard. Mm-hmm. I would never trust a rocket <laughs> built by someone who thought the earth was flat. You obviously don't <laughs> understand physics. Right. <laughs> I'm not sitting in your fucking rocket. You kiss my ass. <laughs> It would suck. Yeah. What sucked is they were. Um, I don't know if you actually saw the video for it, but um, they have a video of the launch, and you can see the rocket launch, and then it hits, you know, the little tower thing that keeps it up, and you see like the parachute torn off. And he ejected. Ooh. He ejected from it, but there was no parachute to slow his yeah. roll. And I was like, you know, and it's funny too. Like you see these reports on there. They call them daredevils. You know, taught himself, and I'm like going. And the only one that actually brought it in there, and even that was in kind of a, let's not speak ill of the dead kind of thing, was the AP mentioned that he was a flat earther. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> a lot of people on Twitter, when I found the story, were like, oh, I guess he discovered gravity. <laughs> you know? And I was like, because remember, in flat earth, gravity is a myth too. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Gra- gravi- there's no such thing as gravity. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess you figured that was wrong. <laughs> I never – someone – I remember because there's a couple flat earthers at work and one of them said gravity's a myth. And I looked at him for a second and then just ignored that they spoke. <laughs> like I couldn't even – I couldn't even process that a human being in 2019 at the time doesn't believe in gravity. I was like, listen, 
you might not believe in gravity, but you jump off this building, gravity will believe in you. <laughs> That's you fucking fall right what, I, what I would have done, what I would have done, uh, it was I would have walked over to his desk, if he has a cup of coffee, knock it onto the floor, and just go, hmm, and then walk away. <laughs> yeah, now they're all women. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if there's a correlation. They're just all women. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's actually funny, because there is four flat earthers in my room. I don't know about the building. Um, my room houses, like... I would say 60 people. Um, and there are four flat earthers. They are all women and they are all black and they're all relatively the same age. Damn. So they clones. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's a correlation there. We've spoken about it before about, you know, certain ethnic groups, not trusting authority when they tell you something and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And education levels of poverty because they, they are also, and I'm not trying – I'm not being racist when I say this. I'm just being accurate. Because he's about are, to say the most racist thing imaginable. No, no, no. I'm not being racist. I'm being accurate. And I'm <laughs> going to use a commonly used term so everyone's on the same page. These four young women are hood rats. Yeah. Okay? Like okay. <laughs> to the highest degree. Like if they made – if these if these women – were not little kids when Friday were made, they would be background. They would be in. <laughs> They'd be Felicia. Someone would be would sleeping they... with Debo. Like, <laughs> would, they, would one of them rats. be Felicia? <laughs> right. Hood rats. I'm surprised none of them have tried to borrow my microwave right quick, okay? <laughs> you know, and I'm, I am I know some white hood rats over there too, so let's not get a twist, okay? Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's a correlation or not. But yeah, I mean, it was... It was I don't I am one of those people I don't like to speak ill of the dead, but I mean we can also call a spade a spade, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know like you if you are not a rocket scientist you have no business going up in a rocket yeah you have no business okay? making a rocket there's a reason why there's an entire arm of science for that one thing it's complicated. What do you, you know. think? How do you, uh, somebody like Elon Musk is having issues with his rockets? You know, like, well, also that can't you just send a GoPro up? Yeah, that's that's what a lot of people said. Like, hey, just put a GoPro on a balloon, dude. Like, because you can miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> you can send a GoPro straight up with a balloon. You'll see it. Yeah, you'll see the curve. Oh, but no, somehow, you know, I'm surprised. I'm waiting for the conspiracy to come out. Going, yeah, you know what? The rocket failed because NASA knew he was about to discover the truth. Oh my and god! And had to kill him. I'm waiting for that conspiracy Shit. theory. The fuck up. <laughs> well, oh, the the latest video, and it's not it's not new, but the the last video I saw where I really saw the curve of the Earth was that Red Bull Challenge. Remember when they had a a, a dude who skydived from oh, fucking yeah. like, like the stratosphere? Yeah, when he was up there and he had the he was still in Earth's atmosphere, but he needed a breathing apparatus, but right. he didn't need a suit, and um, you could see it plain as day that fucking so Red Bull's in on it too. Yeah, you know. Red Bull gives you wings my fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just gives you fucking lies. See, that's my thing right? too. That's my thing too. If like you're if you're skydiving from the stratosphere and gravity's not real, wouldn't you just float away? Well, he wasn't enough. This was before the flat earther thing. No, but I'm saying like that's that's the big thing. Like you, you Oh yeah, wouldn't you just float away? Just I don't float? know. I don't know what they I don't I can't <laughs> comprehend sometimes like and it, i'm not trying to say i'm super intelligent because i'm not you know I, I'm, I feel i'm pretty average intelligence i know some shit i don't know some shit okay but there are some people that are so stupid <laughs> that it's like when a two-year-old's trying to explain something to you like have you ever asked 
someone who a, a small child who barely knows English how their day was. And they blab on and on about it. And it's this broken string of babble. <laughs> and not, that's how it feels when a flat earther is explaining their theories. <laughs> I, I, I can't. It's only so much I can comprehend of it. It's just so – it's so against the general order and so against scientific fucking fact. Oh, and I'm man. just like I'd have to extrapolate so much to even be on your – in the book, let alone the page that you're on. I wish I could remember the name of that a flat earther documentary. I think it was on either Hulu or Netflix. And it was just the, all these people like, you know, talking about, you know, oh, we'll be able to prove if the earth is round. And, you know, that they claim to be objective, but their whole goal is to prove that the earth is flat. And I'm like, that's not objective. Objective no. is to determine whether it is or it isn't. You may have your predisposed position, but if if you're only looking to prove your point, and yeah, you're looking and, for your bias, yeah, yeah and to... and each time you see it, they're like, oh, they're, huh, this is interesting, and it would always it was always be it's interesting when it was proving that it was round, you know, and then the whole like the they ignore it, they yeah, dismiss it, they dismiss on. it and move on to something else, and that that flat Earth rocket guy was in that documentary, of course he was, and uh, and you know it, it it's just so funny to see like their you know, like, well, you know, you shine a light, it'll come straight across because, you know, the earth is flat and all that stuff. And then you're finding that the light is actually coming in at the angle because that's how it's supposed to come in. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. And it's like going, wah, wah. <laughs> you know? Oh, the test was faulty. It's always like, God, you sound like fucking children. <laughs> like, seriously, you are wrong. But Just fucking say, hey, man, I was wrong. Then it and can, move on with your life. But I'm still, I'm still on that whole cups cusp of explain to me what is the virtue of knowing the Earth is flat? Exactly. What? What is the virtue? What, why are you lying to me about it? Well, why? What's the virtue of them lying to us, saying that the Earth is round when it's flat? What is the virtue? How does that change my life? No one lies for nothing. Yeah. There's this massive conspiracy. It has to be for a reason. What's the reason? And no one will say. Yeah. They just go. They, they just. They, they just watch. It's like going. No, that's just no. That's not good enough. Like. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. They wouldn't use this massive amount of fucking resources to trick us. Right. For no we, reason. For no reason. No reason at all. And we can we can go out. If you have a telescope, you can verify it's fucking <laughs> It's not hard. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, we all – most people are scientifically competent enough to figure it out. But it's it's just well, – when it comes to flat earthers, they don't give a fuck about science anyway. Yeah. So I don't know why they care so much about proving this point. Why do you care if the earth is, is round or flat? Right. Like why? Why do you fucking care? <laughs> just being in the know. You don't care enough about science to pay attention to it. <laughs> right. So why do you give a fuck about this? Why is this one thing the hill that you're fucking dying on? Uh, you know. All right. And lastly, uh, popular podcast. Last podcast on the left announced last year that they will be moving to Spotify exclusively. Right. Naturally, not all the fans um, that have supported them near, for the nearly 11 years are happy with the move. The move occurred at their 400th episode mark on Valentine's Day. They claim this deal will help them increase staff, improve quality of content for future episodes. I mean, I'm sure they're getting a payout, and good for them. Yeah. But it's it's 
like I went on iTunes and I was seeing it. I've noticed that they hadn't have a new, a new podcast in a while. And I went and there was just one episode on there and it was titled, where are we? Right. And I listened to it and it was, it was a plug for Spotify. And I go, you know, and coincidentally I joined Spotify today, <laughs> but that was, that was because, um, I wanted a family plan that was like platform agnostic because I don't, not everybody in my house has the same phone. So I got Spotify. That's fine. One, one month free big ups, but it's still, my point still stands as this exclusivity shit. And it's starting to get, it's starting to get really bad lately, but it, it, it hasn't, it's not a new thing. I remember when it was real bad video games, oh, yeah. fucking the only place to play a Mario game is on a Nintendo. And that's always been that way. So you would have to go buy a Nintendo. But then the Sega Genesis came out and Sonic was fucking fire. So now you're like, fuck. And back then you didn't buy two consoles. So now you're fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it was that kind of shit. And I'm like, are we doing that with free content now? Like, <laughs> what's the what's the business model for that? Because to me, and I told Steve, and Steve agreed with me. And Steve uses Spotify. <laughs> I said, listen, it's nothing against them. The show is still great. I love last podcast on the left, but there is so much to listen to Yeah, that if I was still using iTunes or whatever, I would just forget about it. I'm not going to have multiple fucking podcast apps. Yeah, right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. like I and I agreed with it. Like I was kind of like like for me, I was kind of like, oh, well, I just listened to Spy, which is interesting because the 400th episode, I think, is a. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald about the J Kennedy assassination. Yeah. And I, and I was like, Oh, and then when he said that, I was like, really? And then I, I looked it up and I was like, Oh, and then I thought about it and I'm thought, well, if I was still using like podcast addict, then I'd be like, Oh, well, I guess then I'm not going to be listening to them anymore. Right. Just listen to something else. I'll listen to something else. I mean, generation Y. there's, you know, all those other kind of podcasts there's out there. Too much content out there yeah. to be playing that kind of game. And that, you know, in, in, in a lot of instances, and again, Big ups to big ups to them because you know they they work hard. Those episodes are not easy to yeah, do. Absolutely, but at the same time, it's like that's a gamble for both. Because people think like, well, what is what did last podcast care because they they're getting a payday. We don't know how long that exclusivity is. Now, if they don't transfer well, like if you get a lot of people, maybe they, they do have quite a few people that do listen to them on Spotify. I mean, part of me was even like, well, shit, if they're just going exclusively on Spotify, me being on Spotify, maybe I'll just unsubscribe. <laughs> You know, just to kind of be like, it almost feels that way, though, because you're you're kind of like that's kind of sucks, you know, because like, fuck you, you yeah, know, it's be, just ridiculous be, because you have all these fans that were with you through that and, and went through, you know, uh, listen to you for so long and stuff like that. And their podcasts are, you know, all available and stuff like that. And then it's kind of like, OK, we're going over here. So if you want to listen, you can go over here. You can listen for free, you know, or you can get premium con premium and pay for it. But at the same time, it's kind of like you're kind of saying fuck you to your base a little bit. You can now you can still get I think you can still get it if you're using Spotify for free. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, and and which is which is finest of that. But there is a lot of limitations to it for free. Like you can't right. download shit. You're going to be listening it. to their ads. Yeah. And stuff like that. So it's like it's just kind of bullshit. And we will say like, oh, well. You know, it's free content. You don't want to swear. It's kind of not, though, because if you have someone who has, let's say, um, Apple Music. Right. And they're invested in that ecosystem. They're paying monthly for that stuff. Right. They're not paying for podcasts, but they're paying for shit. Yeah. And they're not going to want to go listen to it on Spotify and listen to Spotify commercials. 
because yeah. they already pay for shit, so they don't have to listen to commercials. Well, that's like um, another the uh, what's it called luminar luminar luminaries. The, mm-hmm. the, the, um, there's a uh, podcast app, and it's called Luminaries or something like that, which is a pay only app that you can only do if you pay ten bucks a month. And there's content that's solely available just there. And yeah. it's kind of like that's kind of like a that's a risky business model because one, it's not an app that a lot of people know. And two, yeah, it's I never like, heard of it. To be yeah, with and it. it's like, um, it's like, and that's the kind of thing you're kind of going with, like, you know, and and starting out, okay, maybe you know, it's like you build your base there, but when you've been out for like eleven years, and then you're like, that's like us saying, oh, hey, we're gonna do this whole podcast thing, and you know, we've been doing this since 2010, you know, and then at after all that, and we have a fan base and stuff like that, and they're like, okay, by the way, now all the podcasts are going behind a paywall. It's kind of like. Well, if everyone's going to go, okay, well, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. We'll go find something yeah. else. And, you know, it's really hard to have that loyalty. I mean, yeah, you'll probably get some people that go, but I'm very curious to see what happens in, in a year or two. And yeah. if they end up going, oh, well, we're not with them anymore. It's like, yeah, and you kind of burned your bridge, too, because a lot of people are going to be like, ha-ha, and going to. Well, not only that, it, the 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 old saying rings true, the crowd is fickle. Yeah. Like, if if you don't, like, and I've, I am a fucking key example of that shit. If you <laughs> I keep forgetting the Orville exists because we have to wait so long yeah. and I just forget about it. I do that with video games releasing. Like I totally forgot about that cyberpunk game. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I was recently like, Oh yeah. Cyberpunk. <laughs> like I, I just listen, there's too much going on. There's always something we live in, in this fucking age where if you're bored, it's a choice you have. It's not because you don't have anything to do. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like you're choosing to be fucking bored. Right, right. You know, so if if it's like, oh, I can't easily access this one podcast, well, okay. Well, I'm just going to forget about it then yeah, and I'm going to listen to everything else. If I have to jump through a bunch of hoops just to get one podcast, wow. I mean, it's like, no. I'm now, not. full disclaimer, though, because I don't want to be a dick. Because I switched to Spotify for other <laughs> reasons, I probably will still listen to the fucking podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to do it on principle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but on it, but on, but I'm I'm telling you, they they have to have like it's almost it's almost feels like a an ego thing too. Like oh, we're so big that everyone will just come over here. I'm like, all right, right. You know, you know, we'll see because there's been a lot of fucking online personalities that have done that. Like oh, I'm leaving. I'm leave, a, a, I remember when YouTube had a gaming. They focused a lot on like gaming, and they were trying to compete with Twitch, and they got a couple Twitch personalities to move to um youtube and no one watched them because they never realized that they're not important you're right they're just twitch personalities they were like, they, it was just convenient like oh this person i like this person i'll watch but if you're not on their feed anymore they can forget about you right and it's and i think that's the thing is and especially with this I'll say small time because it's not Hollywood or whatever, but these small time guys, they're making lots of money, but they, they seem to get this inflated person, this thing that they think that they're like changing the world. Right. You know what I mean? And they're not like I, they, you'll have a Instagram models. They're hot. They have nice asses. Then they get YouTube channels where they're doing the trying on clothes videos or just stupid shit. And people are watching them in droves and most of them are 14. And boys, you know what I mean? And that's fine. Whatever. With, with, with uh, then, plastic covering over the screen. <laughs> right. And then they start getting um, the paywall shit. And they go, oh, well, 
I'm going to make a YouTube video where I discuss the current political climate, but you can't watch. No one cares, honey. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, and that person's probably super intelligent or whatever, but that's not their fucking brand. Their brand is wearing very little clothing and looking hot. Yep. You're going to deviate from that and you're going to lose your base and it doesn't, <laughs> it's whatever, you know? Uh, yeah. It's I, vaguely I, sexist, but still. <laughs> no, I think it was pretty, pretty boldly sexist. Not, not vague. You. There was nothing vague about it. Oh, let me make it not sexist. There's also pretty boys on fucking Instagram that do the same thing. Oh, God, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Sexism averted. Uh, all right. Well, that is it for this episode. Uh, thanks for checking us out. If you'd like to help the show out, like I said before, please feel free to donate. You can donate through PayPal on our blog. And if you can't help out monetarily, you can review the show. All reviews will help raise our profile and expose us to more people. And who doesn't want to help us expose ourselves? Right. Um, you can also follow us on social media, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, both under at thelazygeeks, one word. Comments, suggestions, or questions, email us at the real lazy geeks at gmail.com if you want to help if you want to listen to the uncut version of this podcast just head over to our youtube channel and if you want more content or updates on coming shows just check out our blog thelazygeeks.home.blog so that is it for us this week until next time i'm stephen vargas i'm adam riley and this was the lazy geeks rebirth <laughs>